Welcome to Joyosity. I'm Jen Whitmer. I'm a speaker, consultant, and joy bringer, helping you create positive culture with complex people. Because listen, that's all we got. I'm thrilled you were here. So get yourself ready. Grab your multiple beverages, get your speaker, your headphones connected so we can dive in. True leadership requires more than just surface level strategies. It requires a profound connection to everything that makes us human. Each week, I have conversations with experts and leaders and you. If you're listening live, introduce yourself in the comments. Let us know where you are in the world and maybe what's in that mug on your desk. We're connecting as humans, remember? These conversations aren't just fun banter and information. Joyosity is so much more than a live show and a podcast. It's a movement, a space where we dare to explore the depths of our own hearts and minds, a liminal space where you are free to play around and beta test your own growth, sort of like a test kitchen lab for your leadership skills. It's where you discover that real joy has deep roots, a playground to find the hidden truths, the ideas waiting to be explored, and the untamed potential that lies within you. We're not just hanging out in idea land. We're talking about the best actions that develop you as a person and hone your skills as a leader. If you're an experienced leader or just starting out, Joyosity is the community for you. Join us every Monday live at 1 p.m. Eastern on LinkedIn and YouTube for a dose of inspiration and practical advice. Whether you are live in the comments or catching the podcast later, we're here to help you create a place where work is a joy, people are whole, and organizations flourish. Let's go. Good morning, good afternoon, welcome. I'm so glad that you are here today. As I said, let us know where you're coming in from in the comments because we have such goodness for you today. I I'm so excited about Erin coming to see us today. So Erin is an HR expert. She has decades of experience working in HR. And one of the main reasons I want to invite Erin as also a previous client and just a wonderful human is her depth of wisdom about helping people. And I was in this coaching call a couple of weeks ago, and we were working through some difficulties between a couple employees. And we had been doing it and doing it and doing it. And I was like, I think it might be time to at least chat with somebody at HR. And my client freaked out. I don't know if you've ever had that experience before when somebody suggests that to you. I would love to know. Tell me in the comments how you feel about going to HR. Is that like, absolutely, that's great. Or do you feel at least a little bit nervous? So I talked through it with my client. And at the same time, I was like, ah, Erin's coming on. And I can't wait to talk to her about this. So welcome, Christine, Maggie, Shelby. So glad that you all are here. And I just want you all to welcome my dear friend, Erin. Hello, hello. Oh, I can't hear you. Let's see. Oh, let's oh, try you are. Okay, great. You're here. You're back. I'm not sure what happened. but. You're here. Erin, thank you so much for being here. Jen, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited. I am so excited to have you here and have the people just hear your wealth of knowledge. I've experienced it as an HR um, client, maybe, I guess, when I had a consulting job. I've experienced you and your wisdom um, as a client of mine and just watching you out in the world, listening to your podcast. And I just 
I can't wait for the people to hear you. So give them a little bit, just tell us how you got here. Just give us a little bit of your story of how did you become an HR specialist and owning your own consulting firm? Absolutely. So I started right out of college in HR. I didn't know that I wanted to be in human resources until my last semester at college when I had a great internship and it really opened up that wealth of possibility to me. And so I just continued on that path for my professional career. And for me, one of the things that I've liked so much about HR, of course, there's that um, that trope of like, I'm a people person. Um, I love that it was a, a career with a foundation on interacting with people, but I love that there's so many different components and so many different, I get to do so many different things in a day within HR. Um, I was in corporate HR for many years until 2020. And then I started my own consulting firm. Um, part of the catalyst for that was, of course, the pandemic. I was home like everybody else. And I had known that I wanted to work for myself and be a consultant uh, for a long time. But I decided it was a good time to start because the pandemic really, I think, changed the way, especially small business, looked at HR and they were really regretting not having somebody on staff or somebody to go to other than their lawyer at that time, right? Because right. The, I, and I and I'm sure we'll get into that, right? But HR is oftentimes that step between leadership and legal. And the difference is communication and tone. And the way that you interact with people is so different. And so I, I really thought during the pandemic, I thought, okay, this is this is going to be a good opportunity for me and a good time to start. And that's what led me to where we're at today. I love that. I never thought about HR being kind of that step, but also the paradigm of the, the tone and the way you're approaching people. That's such a really great way to put that. And I know in my own experience, I have been in a place where there was no HR department and it was really detrimental to the culture and mm. my own ability to find support. Um, it was really actually harmful. Uh, and so I know that what you do, in a, it was a small place and a small business, and that can be really powerful to have that, that consulting work. So you do such great work in the world and we're so <laughs> grateful. Um, so I would love to ask you a little bit about, you know, how do you approach HR? So just as you as the consultant, what do you want us to know, the non-HR specialists, what do you want us to know about HR and its purpose and its posture? Absolutely. Well, I think first and foremost, you know, HR should be seen as truly a partnership. Now, I will tell you all of the advice I give comes with the caveat of you have to have a great partner with your <laughs> HR team. If you have a bad HR department, we'll talk we should talk about what to do then. Too. Yes, please. Yes. <laughs> you know, I I hear stories and I hear people talking about their experiences at work and I think Oh, this should have been handled very differently. Um, I feel the same when I talk about leaders. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, presuming that you have a, a great HR department, you know, thinking about that, HR should be your partner. Whether you are a leader who's maybe having, you know, having difficulty or having a communication issue with someone who works with you, or whether you're that person and you find yourself in a, a position at work where you need some advice and somebody to lean on, you should feel comfortable going to HR. And if you have a good HR department, when if they don't need to step in, they're going to tell you that. They're going to say, hey, here's what I recommend you do. 
go, you know, it's like, a, it's like a doctor, take two aspirin, call me in the morning. <laughs> um, you know, the, not everything has to lead to a major investigation or some big action. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the things that we deal with at work are truly communication based. And I think starting with yes. a very reasonable approach is so important. Absolutely. I think so much is about how we communicate and our perception of other people's communication as well. And I have mm-hmm. a, a a freebie on my website called 20 helpful phrases and difficult conversations, because I think sometimes we don't, we don't totally know how to get into some of those difficult conversations. And what do we say when we get there? Cause they're, they're already nerve wracking. And mm-hmm. uh, so when you have that partnership, when do you, if you're assuming the partnership, let's let's go to the positive first. You know, if you're assuming that partnership, what are some steps that if I'm in a difficult situation that I should take before I head to HR? And if you're listening in the comments and you've got a situation for us, please feel free to describe it and, and ask your question. But so, you know, how do we, how do we, like, what should we do before? What are the two aspirin before we head to you? Absolutely. So I think, you know, zoom out, right, and say objectively, when I go tell this other, this third party, what has happened, have I tried everything I can try on my own? Have I really done everything that needs to be done here? Um, Start by asking yourself that question. Also, start by gathering not just documentation, right, but but create a timeline. Help your, it's a good visual for yourself. It's a good Mm -hmm. visual for that third person to say, hey, here's, here's where I think things started to go awry, or here's where we maybe had a disagreement and we've never gotten back on track since. And this is what that looks like. You know, I think having those kind of zoom out conversations with yourself is sort of first and foremost important. Um, Of course, if you do have documentation, go ahead, get that information together. Um, And again, both sides of the coin, right? If you have an email, you know, sometimes in HR, it is difficult to understand. If I just read an email and I'm not necessarily in the midst of this, I'll read an email and say, well, that doesn't sound like there's a negative tone. That just sounds very direct. And so I think be prepared to speak to that, right? And show examples of, no, this is where I think this was a callback to this other thing that happened. Um, I think, you know, being really kind of prepared to, to talk about that is going to be important. Yeah, that's really helpful. And, and to know that that's okay. I think sometimes I know that I when even when people say documentation, it starts to like, my yeah. shoulders come up, my breath gets a little mm-hmm. faster. Um, and, but I think, you know, when we talk about the receipts, it's really when you put it in a timeline for yourself, you get some clarity. And sometimes you go, oh, that was that day that this happened. And maybe that, you know, like you start to understand yeah. your own situation. So I love the idea of zooming out or yes. you really start to see the pattern. Actually, this is a longstanding yes. pattern. And I didn't even realize it was that long. Absolutely. Because sometimes people will come forward and it'll be like the situation's only been going on, you know, maybe two weeks. It's mm-hmm. not like this has lasted six months, but it feels to the person like it's been going on forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when you have to have that discussion of like, actually, I think this is still very early stages. Let's let's get our arms around it uh, before mm-hmm. we do anything else. How did how should somebody so they come to you, they've done this timeline and that's the response. We're like, it's not quite long enough yet. 
what are some good things for them to uh, walk away with to try? I'm sure it's, you know, situation specific, but what are some mm -hmm. general things that like I've gone to HR, they're like, it's not really ready for intervention. What do they keep doing to solve the problem? Because that's what we want ultimately. Mm -hmm. uh, what are some suggestions that you would have for folks? Yeah. So the first question I'm going to ask them is, are you comfortable having this one-on-one -on -one discussion by yourself? You know, mm -hmm. I think that's the first thing, right? You need to have a reset conversation with that person. And again, whether you're the leader or whether you're kind of managing up to a leader or working with a coworker, right? Sitting down and saying, hey, how do we get this back on track? What do you need from me? Here's what I need from you. That mm -hmm. is a really, really great place to start. And if you're not comfortable doing that, okay, maybe HR can help facilitate that, or maybe they can help you find someone who can. Um, you know, sometimes yeah. HR is, is, you know, I, I am hesitant to be in the room if it is, if it is something that is a non-serious, non-urgent issue, because it does escalate, it escalate things <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> um, and so we really want to avoid that, right? We want this to come to a really positive conclusion. Yeah. I love that reset conversation. That's such a Mm -hmm. such a neutral tone in so many ways. It's just kind of recognizing that things are off kilter. The word that I like to use a lot is things feel prickly. Things feel yeah. prickly. I don't quite know exactly what it is, but I know this is how I'm feeling and this is how it's impacting my work. Because I think yep. that's the other component that like we can feel bad and it can have something unrelated to our work performance. But when it's really impacting our work, that's when it becomes like, okay, this is a problem for us to solve together. I mean, it's often a, a problem to solve together, but I think that's such a great way to say, hey, I'm I'm feeling this way. Can we have a quick conversation about how we can work together to make this better? Because I'm struggling to get X, Y, Z accomplished or I'm lacking clarity around whatever. Um, so I think that's a, and how can we work together is always such a great phrase. Um, mm -hmm. In any conversation that you're having miscommunication, let alone true conflict in. So I think that's so good. Mm -hmm. So what do we do when... It really is like, oh, gosh, this has actually been six months. I've waited too long. Now I feel embarrassed. You know, what do we do in those situations when, oh, my gosh, I've let this go on too long and now it's super awkward and I, I don't know what to do? Yeah. You know, I think in going to HR, know that it's pr they're probably, even though this has been going on for six months because they're just now coming into it, you're probably not going to get as fast of a resolution as you would like. Oh, yes. <laughs> you still have to go through some of the motions. Um, now, sometimes people come to me and they've actually done all the right things on their own. And depending on what we're doing, you know, there may be some immediate things that we can do to alleviate a situation or to help intervene. Um, um, and sometimes we're starting truly at square one and we're saying, OK, well, unfortunately, you know, maybe you did have that resetting conversation, but that was quite a while ago. Let's try again um, and maybe get somebody else in the room, somebody who can help maybe make this a more productive conversation than it initially was. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things when I'm teaching around leaders and talking about miscommunication and communication and you have a reset conversation like that. So if you're the leader, this is my suggestion for you put that appointment on the calendar. Like, let's check in about this in, in two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, whatever is an appropriate timeline, because it is incredibly brave for somebody who is your subordinate direct report, whatever, you know, the person who is underneath you to come say, hey, remember when we did that? That's still not happening. They were already brave enough to come the first time. 
make it better by setting that appointment in advance. It just kind of removes a lot of the awkward. Um, and then you can also, if like it's still not working, then you've got even something else to say, and we did this now and mm -hmm. it's still not working. So I love this idea of the partnership between you and HR, the, the employee and the team in HR. What if you don't have the great HR partnership? What if it feels antagonistic or worse? Tell us what to do then. Yeah. So there are tons of great free resources on the internet. There are actually some really great creators on TikTok who <laughs> who provide wonderful recommendations. Um, I try and provide valuable recommendations on LinkedIn and TikTok for folks as well. Um, start doing some research for yourself. You know, unfortunately, you may be a little on your own. Look into your network. Maybe you have other HR coaches or HR professionals in your network that you can go to. Ask them, see what you can do on your own before you go to HR. Know that when you go to HR, right, that's going to be probably your last, you know, truly your last resort because you're going to need that document, that official documentation. Mm -hmm. um, and to try and, and solve that on your own first is probably going to be your best bet, unfortunately. Yeah. That's good to know that there are other resources. And I, I mean, as soon as you said it, I was like, well, yeah, duh. I, you know, go talk to the people that you already know that are experts in this area and get mentorship and advice. And, you know, so for those of you who are watching, you know, follow Erin, you know, here, uh, and she's got great advice for people and, and in her content. And that's a, a great place to start, even though it feels like, uh, it shouldn't be this way. And it really, it shouldn't. Yeah. And I will say, I, I have had people come to me and they've said, hey, I've reached out to another HR person and this is what they told me that you should do. Um, and sometimes, sometimes they're absolutely right. And sometimes that person only has half the story. And so what they, their advice was not wrong given that situation, but given the true scope and the lens, it just wasn't quite right. But at least then you have something to work from. Absolutely. I was talking with a, a potential client actually in HR, and she was talking about one of their issues in their office is gossip, which is one of the things that I often am as a communications person coming in and saying, that's not okay. And here's how we're going to deal with that. Um, you know, and they're coming to her, but because she has the full picture, she's like, there's, I can't tell you what, but that's not it. You know, so like HR has a yeah. fuller, often has a fuller picture. And if you've got a partner, you can trust them. And I think that's what, if you're an HR professional listening, mm -hmm. you know, I think Aaron's suggestion would be to be the partner. Yep. Absolutely. I can't always provide anonymity, but I can provide confidentiality. Mm -hmm. And I think really leaning into that as well with people. The other thing that I tell everyone, if you have a good HR partner, they should tell you what's going to come next. When you leave that meeting with HR, nothing should happen next that surprises you. Um, I'm not saying that you can control everything and everyone's actions, but that person should give you an idea of what to expect. Yeah, that's really helpful. Christine has a really great question. What happens if the direct report, so I'm the team member and I am more invested in this relationship than the manager? What do we do in that situation? I think that's like any relationship where you're more invested, right? You have to decide where your boundary is going to be, number one. I think knowing, you know, I think verbalizing, hey, I really want this to be a good relationship and I want to spend time working on that. Is that something that you're interested in? You know, that's a really vulnerable place to go to. But if that's mm -hmm. something that you're comfortable doing, it's a good way to make sure that you're clearly articulating that and what you're feeling. Um, the other thing is to 
you know, if your manager never gets there, at some point you have to decide when is this the law of diminishing returns? Exactly. And <laughs> is this still the position for me? Is this still the company for me? And maybe the truth is, yes, it is. I just have a manager right now who we're not on the same wavelength. And I am going to have to, you know, accept that to some extent. Yeah. I love that brave question of, I, I feel really invested in this. Are you, are you interested in this as well? And also looking for not only their answer and their words, but their actions afterwards. Cause then I talk a lot about expectations being spoken. Like you have to speak them out loud. Yeah. They have to be reasonable and resourced and agreed upon. So, but because when somebody's agreed upon something, then you can come back and say, hey, I thought this was our agreement, but here's what I'm noticing is happening. And that's a different conversation than I just feel this way that you should do yep. this. <laughs> Once you have the expectations yep. clear, it's a much more powerful conversation. So such a good question. And I, I really appreciate that answer. And oh, we have to go. I can't believe time is up. I really want to ask you one more. I think it's an important question to ask while we have you. When do we know that it is kind of a direct line to HR. I think sometimes, especially as women, we're like, are we supposed to go? Am I supposed, I don't, I don't know. Are there circumstances where you can say, yeah, you need to go right away um, in, in kind of general terms? If you are physically in danger or feel physically uncomfortable, that's mm -hmm. a good metric. Immediately, you need to go to HR. You need to go to someone. Mm -hmm. um, if you're not comfortable going directly to HR on your own, call your manager and say, or call a manager and say, hey, I need you to come with me. I, I don't want to do this by myself. Find some sort of support in your network to go with you. You don't have to do that alone. A good HR person is not going to turn that person away. Um, you know, and I think those things require immediate attention. That's really helpful because I think sometimes we second guess and like, oh, it wasn't that big of a deal and, and rewrite a story that actually was not great and, yeah. and potentially harmful for lots of people. If, so. you, if you have the physical ick, just you're better off to go because at that <laughs> point in time, again, if you have a good HR person and, and for some reason that's not valid or they think maybe like, hey, you didn't need to come to me yet, they'll tell you. But I, in that situation, almost never. Yeah. I love that. The physical ick. Like we know what that is. Like listening to our yeah. bodies is actually really important. The physical ick. That's really, really good. Okay. Oh, Erin, you're so good at helping. I just really appreciate oh, thank things you. for answering our questions. Tell the people where to find you about your podcast, about your resources, how they can connect with you. You can learn more about me at erinabar.com. You can also find me on LinkedIn. My podcast is called Fun at Work with Erin and Sam. Yay. And yeah, it's a podcast with my, uh, my cohort and my very good friend, Samantha. And we talk about kind of all things work and what's going on in the work world. That is amazing. It's, it is really fun. And you know that Jen Whitmer is here for anything fun at work. <laughs> so it's really enjoyable. I love your conversations and the advice that you give. Um, it's really, really wonderful. So make sure that you connect with Erin here on LinkedIn and TikTok um, and listening to her podcast and join us next week. We are live every week at 1 p.m. Eastern here on LinkedIn and YouTube. And Leilani Bloomquist will be here. She is a digital transformation expert, and she's going to share some really great leadership advice around change. So I can't wait for you to join us and we will see you all next week. Thanks, everybody. Bye. So let me put my coach hat on for just a sec. Don't just leave this here. Take a moment. What did you learn? What's your next tiny action step? Share this episode with someone and tell them. Connect with us. 
to keep this conversation going. As always, I'm Jen Whitmer. Thank you for listening to Joyosity. I don't take for granted that your earballs have a lot of information coming at you. Please take a moment to rate and subscribe. It really helps more people join us in creating positive culture with complex people. So work is a joy, people are whole, and organizations flourish. Can't wait for you to join us next week.